Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport FNR. That's gis.sport FNR. Are you looking to change your destiny in life? Be your own boss? Start your own business? If you are, you need people who understand your needs and are committed to helping you make it happen. At DKP & Co Chartered Accountants, we are more than just accountants. We are business advisors, taxation consultants and strategists that specialised in setting up businesses. We understand the client and give them the very best customised advice and strategies to achieve their goals. Visit our website dkpco.com.au or give us a call today on 03 9023 9370. Fast, proactive, personal. That's DKP & Co Chartered Accountants. Since 1998, Lanco Group has been providing superior civil engineering solutions and advice to developers, local government and service authorities across Australia. Lanco Group is known for delivering sustainable, efficient solutions. By working closely with clients, Lanco Group is able to meet the complex infrastructure requirements for residential, commercial and industrial developments on time, on budget. Find out more at lancogroup.com.au. Lanco Group, your business partner for engineering solutions. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polias! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up! One nil! And, uh... Welcome back to another edition of Radio Dub. Yes, once again, I am all by my lonesome, but that's not for too long. Oscar Rutherford is on his way, stuck in traffic, coming from uni. I guess that makes him a good uni student. Well, we wouldn't give him too much credit. But another edition of Radio Dub, and I'm very excited this week because the dub was off for a little bit, but then we came back with the bang, some really entertaining games. But one side that was missing from this weekend's action was Melbourne City. And I just didn't feel complete with my Melbourne bias sometimes. There was like, oh, only two Melbourne teams are playing, Victory and, uh, Victory and Western United. But now that Melbourne City are back this weekend, it's only right that we talk to one of their players. And one of my favourite young players in the competition, she's been to a uh, World Cup. She, well, her age range, her age group. World Cup. I can't remember exactly. It's like under 23. I don't know. There's too many under 18, 23. There's like under everything, okay? But a great defender and uh, playing a lot more games this year. And I'm talking about Noah, none other than Naomi Chinema. Naomi, thank you for joining me this evening, I guess, 6.30, 7, 7 o'clock actually. Oh my God, 7 o'clock. Um, how are you going? Yeah, I'm going good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity for this. <laughs> now, see, I, I appreciate you coming on the show because 
when, when people are like, oh, we want to come on, I'm okay to come on the show. I'm like, thank God. We haven't annoyed anyone. We haven't said anything too, too controversial or radical, but I appreciate you coming on. This season, it's been a little bit different for you because you've played a lot more games and obviously the, with Emma Cech starting the season injured, it opened up a space for you. And I'm sure obviously you worked really, really hard in the preseason and showed the coaches a lot. But what was that like getting that, getting that more consistent minutes so far throughout the season? Oh, I definitely think that it's helped with my development a lot. Um, for me personally, I just try and focus on getting better each game. So when I had a window, an opportunity, I just saw that as a chance to show show um, everyone what I can do and just like give it my best shot. And yeah, I think that's really helped me so far. No, see, it's it's been it's been really really impressive to see because I've been I've been a fan. I don't want to try to give myself a little bit more credit, but I've been a fan even before you were having consistent minutes. I feel like I saw it. I was like, I saw Naomi Chinnaba playing. You read the game really well for someone so young. How do you like, how did you develop that and get like that as one of your like really key attributes? Because I think that's something that's a lot of players are so really early on in their career, they really struggle with, like they, they can be really quick and they can be really physical, but like reading the game is something that you seem to be really good at. I suppose, like, um, I get it from maybe watching games and also just throughout um, my career, I've really liked analysing games and just going into detail. And I think that's really helped with my anticipation on the field and just reading the play is just as it flows. You can see it's like a pattern almost. No, I, I like that. I like that answer. It's such a mature answer. I, I, was, I was hoping maybe you'd say something, like, silly, but, you know, you're a serious professional athlete, so we've got to respect that. We have to respect that. And... This season's been different for you guys because Rado has been so consistently the Melbourne City women's coach for so long. And then obviously with Patrick Casnorbo leaving and heading off and then Rado headed off to coach the men's team. Not as interesting as the women's team, I've got to say, personally. Women's football in this country, (laughs) top notch. But Dario's come in, obviously father and son. Are there any similarities, any differences? Like what's, what's it been like having Dario as a coach? Well, I definitely, it was definitely like a crazy change and like a lot has happened this season, but I think that the girls, we've dealt with it well. And I think Dario, he's transitioned smoothly into, into the position and um, we all just, you know, welcomed him on board. We were excited for the change, even though we do miss Rado, it was good because Dario's also um, applied many similar um, things to our game that Rado had implemented before. So I think that it's, it was it was a smooth transition. There are some changes, there's little differences, but for the most part, it's like mostly the same. Do you think? So I think we just picked up left off. Do you think that the changes were like, do they feel drastic in the moment, or like did they like kind of mesh in with the system that? Because obviously, I'm assuming because they're father and son, they would have a very similar coaching philosophy. Maybe like some like some differences and some tweaks. But was the differences that Dario's implemented have were they? really easy be like oh that makes so much sense with the what we do already or were they kind of like did he have to convince you guys of those changes um well I would say the changes he made there I think this is the most that we have changed structures I would say but um we have practiced these structures with Rado and I think that he's definitely helped us transition into these different um structures but I would say it's it's very similar especially because Dario was the assistant coach um, alongside Rado last season. So what they have, they're on par with most stuff. Is who's, who's louder though? Cause I like, I've been to the games and <laughs> this is the thing, right? For people who don't know, 
Rado, Rado last season, or like multiple seasons, but you could always hear him calling TJ on the opposite side. Always calling <laughs> Taylor J. Vlanich. On the other side, he was very loud. Dario seems mm-hmm. – I haven't seen, like, a game that Dario's, like, coached. I don't – I think maybe one. But I've seen it on TV. I haven't been there in person is what I'm trying to say. But he seems yeah. a lot more quieter. Is that, like, the case? Or is he, like, a pretty, like, his energy is just, like – he's, like, Dario. I think, okay, Rado probably more so than Dario. Dario's, like, he's very relaxed on the side. Like, he he would keep it to himself. Like, sometimes he would say some things, but, like, I don't, I very, I don't know if it's just because I'm far away when I'm on the field, but I don't really hear him much unless he speaks to me directly and it's still very quiet. Like, it's just a normal conversation kind of voice. So what you're saying to me, Naomi Chamber, is that we need to get, Dario Vitasic a megaphone? Is that all you're saying? That we need to get him implemented into on the touchline? For the people far away. <laughs> For the people far away. Because Rado's voice was just booming. It was like, I felt like maybe Rado was like a secret like hype man in the past because he had such a like <laughs> presence with his voice that maybe that's what he was doing and that's where he got that from. Yeah, no, I actually, honestly, I thought Rado was more like very calm. Like I couldn't, I would think he's very mellow with how he speaks. But, like, yeah, he has some moments where he can speak really loud. So I think when that first happened, it was kind of unexpected. But, no, nah, it's all the same. No, it's fantastic. And for such a young career, you've obviously get got into that young Matilda's setup and with coached by Leah Blaney and things like that. And that's – how has that experience been like and obviously heading to the World Cup last year? How has that all been for you? Well, it happened really fast. But it was really cool. Like, I think that – the experience it went by really fast but it was also super busy at that time so it was like camp after camp and then tournament after tournament and just preparation so I I think it was really important to make sure that like you go into that fit and properly reinforced Um, that competition like playing two games uh, playing a game every two days was difficult I hadn't done anything like that but I think it just it was good um, to see what it felt like and having to recover in that short amount of time and then go again and give it your all. And you have to give your all every single time. Yeah, I think it was really cool. Was there anything that, like, surprised you about yourself and even about – because obviously in in football, you guys you guys seem to meet each other along the way and you kind of all grow up around the same setup. If you, if you get to the Young Matildas, you've probably been in other – other tournaments together and things like that was there like people who surprised you having to spend so much time with them and was there anything that about yourself that you were like oh I'm I'm like I'm, I'm okay like I'm doing this like really really well and I'm really really impressed with myself when you're competing with people from different countries um well yeah the people that came into that setup they were all familiar and we actually found out that we knew some of each other like beforehand like I remember I think Briley I remember I remember seeing a photo of us going against each other at nationals, like playing for our state teams. And I was like, oh, I didn't know who she was then. But now, like, it's a small world. But um, I think playing together and also just getting to know one another was definitely really fun. I think the girls, like, brought out a side of me that I didn't know I had when I was um, joking around with them. And, you know, it just felt really relaxed. And I think that helped us on the field together. Do you think – do you guys had a recent camp with – Leah, like a couple of weeks ago, or were you a part of that camp? Uh, oh yeah, I did come in, but um, obviously I'm still. Yeah. I was injured, and yeah, but I was on the sidelines, and I got to be around the girls. But this is a new cycle as well, so 
for me, I think I would be top age for this one. Yeah. You're born in 2004. It, it, I, you know what? I was like, I feel so young. I'm like, I'm, I'm 23. I'm young, yeah? And then I was like, how yeah. old is Naomi Chinema? Yeah? And then I was like, she's born in 2004. You're so young, but you're doing, you're doing so much. That's like, it's trippy how like so many players in the dub start out so young. In, then when, whereas you would think that, in other sports, like in the men's competition, like people get in like they're like twenty mid twenties and things like that, or like early twenties. Do you reckon that makes like the dub better in like women's football that people are getting in so young, so they get to learn like so quickly? Yeah, I think it's definitely important. And when you get in young, you get to have more experience while obviously still being young. And I think that's very valuable, especially if you want to progress your career as far as you can go. Um, honestly, that's like it's really good about our league that we have so many young players and they can just come in and learn from the environment and they have time to adapt and develop. And no, I, I fully agree with that. And I want to talk, take, just go back to Melbourne city because this year has been, it's been a different and in, obviously with, with, with Dario coming in and things like that, but you've had players come in and out with obviously Hannah Wilkinson coming back from injury and then Kote Rojas leaving and then, Obviously, the best news of this week, the Mac is back. Okay, I'm very – when I saw that, when I saw that quote, I said, Dario gets it. Dario might be a secret rapper with the way he's coming out with these lines. But <laughs> it's – with that, like, that side, how have you seen your game develop specifically, like, this season in terms of playing with different people and the game style? I think that um, no matter what – is thrown at us like we all adjust quickly and for myself uh, adjusting to different plays and structures it's it's all the same like the basics are the same it's just minor changes that we practice in training and then we can apply in the field and I think um, it's helpful knowing um, the playing styles of different players so we can play to their strengths and we can just utilize everyone's strengths so that we can get the most out of the team and in terms of your injury, are you back officially? What's the is there a timeline? What's the what what have I missed? What have I said incorrectly just now that's really out there in the public space? <laughs> well, at the moment I am still injured, but the rehab is going good so far. I have like a really good support system behind me, like Emily, Maka, Shinky, a bunch of resources have been put behind my rehab. And um, I would say that I've been given a set time period from when I first got injured of like six to eight weeks. And right now we're on track with that. Um, but yeah, I, personally, I would say that it's going really well. But um, obviously, I have to still stay within the parameters they've given me. So I'll still be patient. <laughs> it's um, It must be weird, obviously, for you being so young and having done so much this season and, and getting more consistent minutes. When you an injury like that comes along, what's like, what, what goes through your mind as a player? Like, you know, what's, what are the kind of things that you're thinking about? Well, obviously, you know, this is what you sign up for when you play football. There's obviously a risk of getting injured. And when it happens, you just need to go with it. You need to move on to the next step. And for me, that next step was just focusing on rehab and making sure I can do everything in my power to get back just to where I was or, even better, you know? So I think um, it's important to not dwell on it too much. Take the good and the bad. Like at the end of the day, you don't know if something is truly bad. Like this could have a positive effect in the future because maybe I needed this break. Maybe this something else could have gone bang. You know what I mean? No. So I think um, 
I just need to focus on the positives and yeah, it Do doesn't really phase me. I like this. You see, I'm fi- I'm smiling here because that answer was so good. I was like, God damn it. Naomi's come out. She's thinking about it so positive because honestly, if it was me, if I had been injured, I'd be crying. I wouldn't be out. I wouldn't be out of bed. I'd be like the worst. I'd be such a moat. But it's so impressive to see how focused you are as um, such a young player. But Naomi, you're a radio dub. Obviously, you can probably tell by the gist of this conversation. We have serious conversations, but we also have, you know, it's, we're trying to... We try good, good vibes is the motto, okay? Good vibes is the motto. And I want to <laughs> ask, okay, at Melbourne City, when you're at training, who is the ultimate trash talker? Because I just feel like trash talking is a part of anything, is a part of any, any sporting team. Who is the best trash talker? Trash talker. Oh, my gosh. i got to say, Bowie says some really funny okay. stuff. <laughs> okay. He okay. says a lot of stuff. Um... I like to think myself sometimes. I like to give people a tease, but... Okay, <laughs> I like that. Trying... No, I like that. I like that. What's your... Are you like a hidden with the hidden with the facts? Like, a, I, I'm a big NBA fan, and somebody was telling uh, Kevin Garnett, who used to play for the, the Celtics, and he was telling a story about Tim Duncan, this really great basketball player. He was saying how Tim Duncan, you'd always be like, ooh, I got you. Just like these really simple ones and just like... Just really little the quick ones of the truth and you'd be like, Oh god damn it, it's like stung. What's your like trash talking style? Is it like really light? Are you hitting with the the really quick quick jabs or like long winded? Which what are you going with? I don't know, maybe quick jabs. I like to be sarcastic as a lot as well around the girls. Just even off the field as well. Just some of the comments I say and they know what I'm talking about. Um, they definitely uh no, they know I'm joking though, but like at first they're like, Hey, what are you saying that for? you know? No, <laughs> but I- it's funny. I like that. I like that a lot. And is I because I know that some of the girls last year were playing uh, like uh, some Monopoly game or like it was like uh, oh so like the I had, you had Chelsea Blissett and all and stuff like that on and something about the girls had the share house and they they were really competitive with like card games and things like that or like Uno or something. It's like some Uno game or something like that. I'm gonna have to listen back to these radio dumb interviews to figure out what the actual answer is. Do you guys, yeah. I'm looking at your face and you seem to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Do you guys play like card games or have I just completely yeah. misinterpreted these questions that I asked last year? Oh, no, no, no. Um, you're right because I think the girls in the share house did play cards. I wasn't in the share house, so I wouldn't know about that. But this year, definitely um, we've played heaps more cards and I don't know what it is, but it's just been like before every training session. Are you? Are just you? been. De- but it's cool. Are you super competitive? Or like, are you like, I'm cool yes. with the loss? Okay, nice. Are you, because no, this is this I'm is what I'm talking about. Because we need to have this energy. I can't, I don't like playing card games with people who aren't competitive, okay? I need, mm. I need the intensity. I need you to know that when I've won, I've won because you were trying your best yes. and I'm just better. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. That's exactly it. But everyone seems to forget when I win, you know, yeah. and they always remind me. And I just get, I just lose It doesn't make sense. Why are you talking to me after I've lost? Talk to me after I've won. Talk to me after I'm a winner and I'm walking around with this belt, okay? I'm the best. <laughs> we need a belt. Exactly. We need something. Yeah, maybe that's what you, the Melbourne City girls, need to do. Maybe you need to get, like, a belt of, like, a, like some WWE belt and just put card champion. And somebody just walks around with it being like, talk to me, yeah? I'm the best. Oh, that's funny. We have a lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> what's the funny. what's the so one of the favorite things we love to talk about here on Radio Dub is music. 
what is your music like? What's the pre-game song for you? Like, what's the post-match victory song? Like, what are we going with? Oh, okay. So I'll, pre-game, I really like to ramp it up. I really like energetic songs or songs that, like, what's the word? They get me pumped up or they make me angry or something. Just, you know, as a defender, yeah. like, I like that side. Of course. <laughs> but um, I would say to uh one of them is enemy by um imagine dragons nice. and definitely i like to listen i like post malone yeah of and course. there's quite a few in i can't remember at the moment but i have a, a lot of my playlists that i play nice. i have just this game day playlist and i run through all of them good good, good. and i would say as well post match would be more chill like if i've won i just like to calm down and just like let it soak in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. I like that. I like that a lot. Posty's a Posty's a good one. You know, that man's got some bangers. You, you people, did, people forget. You know, they're like, oh, Post Malone, da da da. But when you look at his catalog, you're like, this man is, uh, he's 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 really got it. Now, Naomi, this is very strange, and I only just thought about it now. Right, I was having this debate, and I kind of want other people's opinions. Right, I was having this debate with my friend about Beyonce and Rihanna. Okay. And I was like to her, I think that Rihanna might have more hits than Beyonce, okay? But I want to know what your yeah. opinion is. Who do you think has more hits? That is hard. Let me think. Just give me a sec. Yeah. Beyonce and Rihanna. But this doesn't include Destiny's Child, Beyonce, okay? None of that. Just Beyonce catalog. That's it. Hmm. That's tricky. I feel like... I don't want to say something controversial. No, you're not. You're <laughs> not. Don't worry about it. There's no wrong answer. They're both great artists. <laughs> Rihanna. If we think Rihanna, and you are correct, Naomi Chenema. Ding, 100%. You're right. You're right. Trust me. You're right. Okay. I've looked at the stats. I thought it was Beyonce <laughs> at the start. And then I looked at YouTube. Billions. The, the billions were hitting Rihanna. She's got, she's got Beyonce covered. Beyonce doesn't want that smoke from Rihanna. You've got the right answer. Don't worry about it. Um, but Naomi, you guys are playing this weekend. What are you? What are you hoping for the girls? What's how's training been like for the girls? Have you been a training? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I've been around the girls, and um, I think we're looking good. Um, I know we're a very resilient side, and we've definitely um had faced a lot of challenges this season. But I think that yeah, we're going to come in strong, and we're going to give them, we'll give it our all. And we know that um, we need to perform. And yeah, at training, the intensity has been in, been there, so I'm I'm really proud of them, and I have high hopes for them. Me too. And I I just I don't have a Melbourne bias. Obviously, as a commentator, I'm not allowed to have a Melbourne Melbourne bias. But like, I do love to see Melbourne teams do well, and I do love to see people from Melbourne do well. It's just it's just a it's just a thing, and uh, I can't I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm competitive like that. Um, <laughs> Naomi, I want to thank you again for joining us tonight. Obviously. You know, you're out injured and hopefully the recovery is going all well and can't wait to see you back on the field and see you next season. Are you looking forward to the Women's World Cup? Are you going to any games? Oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a big thing. Um, I think that's going to be huge for us, Australia. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to games. Those games are priceless to watch. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Well, Naomi, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your evening and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. Hopefully City can push on and uh, I don't know if we'll see you. I don't know if we'll see you before the end of the season. If not, it was great seeing you this season. And uh, we will head to a break. And I hear a rumour that potentially Oscar Rutherford has actually arrived at the studio, which is a miracle. I didn't think he could drive quickly. But uh, we'll be right back after this break. 
Are you looking to change your destiny in life? Be your own boss? Start your own business? If you are, you need people who understand your needs and are committed to helping you make it happen. At DKP & Co Chartered Accountants, we are more than just accountants. We are business advisors, taxation consultants, and strategists that specialized in setting up businesses. We understand the client and give them the very best customized advice and strategies to achieve their goals. Visit our website, dkpco.com.au, or give us a call today on 03 9023 Fast, proactive, personal. That's DKP & Co Chartered Accountants. Are you looking to change your destiny in life? Be your own boss? Start your own business? If you are, you need people who understand your needs and are committed to helping you make it happen. At DKP & Co Chartered Accountants, we are more than just accountants. We are business advisors, taxation consultants, and strategists that specialized in setting up businesses. We understand the client and give them the very best customized advice and strategies to achieve their goals. Visit our website, dkpco.com.au, or give us a call today on 03 9023 Fast, proactive, personal. That's DKP & Co Chartered Accountants. Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport slash FNR. That's gis.sport slash FNR. Since 1998, Lanco Group has been providing superior civil engineering solutions and advice to developers, local government and service authorities across Australia. Lanco Group is known for delivering sustainable, efficient solutions. By working closely with clients, Lanco Group is able to meet the complex infrastructure requirements for residential, commercial and industrial developments on time, on budget. Find out more at lancogroup.com.au. Lanco Group, your business partner for engineering solutions. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. And uh, welcome back from the other ad break. If you're just uh, joining us now, you missed out because I spoke to Naomi Chinma. I. You see how I said I, Peculiar Frimpong, spoke to Naomi Chinma because certain somebody coming from uni, battling the traffic and um, apparently in a manual, not zipping through like the F1 cars, more like a grandpa who's slowly not able to drive. 
Oscar, thank you for joining us. <laughs> that was a really coherent insult. I, 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 it really hurt, yeah. Like a grandpa who does not know how to drive. Oh, that, that, yeah. That's probably fair. Yeah, look, I, I evidently lacked the urgency uh, to get here, but uh, no, but I listened to your interview and it was very nice. Naomi, Naomi sounds, seems like a very cool, chill person. So uh, Cool, chill person. Yeah, both cool and chill. And also very insightful and very seems mm. very wise. And what I like the most about that interview, I'm going to be honest with you, Oscar, is the fact that she said that Rihanna had more hits than Beyonce. Because this has been a debate with me and my friend for a minute and they initially thought it was Beyonce and I, I said them straight. But if, if it's an objective fact, how it's, can it be a debate is my question. No, because it's because the thing about hits is that it's more subjective to like what you think is a really popular song. Like some, you, you might not know the song and think, oh, that's not a popular song. You know what I mean? But let's not talk about that. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but... Later on, we will be joined by another, another guest, a, a Victorian uh, from Victoria, one of our favourites in the NPL last season and doing so well at Perth Glory. That's Sophia Sakala. She's not, she's not with us just yet, but she will be. But Oscar, the weekend that was, some great football, some big losses, some fun goals. Oh yeah. What did you, what did you make of it? Oh, there were so many good goals, weren't there? there like, I, there, there were so many good goals. That was probably my, my favourite thing about. I mean, obviously there was Catherine Zimmerman's hit, which oh, was. That, oh, that, that I was, was. We were at the ground. We were in the flesh. We were in the ground, and all of a sudden, I just stood up and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you like, did. Your hands rose. went in the air. I just, just rose. It was like, like ascending. It was yeah. like something had overcome you. It was a you. spiritual was feeling that strike. Out of body yeah. kind of experience. Just, yeah. Bang! She had it, and it was, we've it, had her on the show. Also, if you've missed that. Spotify and everything else, you can catch Radio Dub and you can catch that Catherine Zimmerman. And Miranda Templeman was there as well. The Radio Dub bounce. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carly Johnson, her second goal yes. that she scored on the weekend, which is this wonderful individual play. I thought it was really, really great. We saw an Olympico as well from yes. Hannah Lowry. She was in my fantasy team. My th- Thank you, Hannah Lowry. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was it was a pretty sensational weekend if you were looking for some, some pretty good goals. Yeah, and uh, it all started off with Canberra getting that 3-0 victory over... The Wanderers, and that also that essentially puts the Wanderers out of out of their very slim finals chances. They are essentially it's finished for them, and Canberra keep their chances alive for the finals. And hopefully next week we get to speak to one of their star players. I'm trying to tee that up and we'll see if they want to talk to us. <laughs> I hope, let's try not to offend anyone in the last thirty minutes of this show. Um, but what did you did you? Get any, do you, anything yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the, the Canberra Western Sydney game was certainly one that I was really interested in watching because obviously going into the game, two of the sides still in the race to kind of sneak into that last final spot. And look, frankly, I, I'm I'm done trying to understand Canberra <laughs> yeah. on the field at this point. I don't, I don't get it. I've kind of just given up. They're they they're kind of just such this unknown quantity. But yeah, look, it it all it all came it all went well for them. On the weekend, obviously, uh, the the couple of goals that in the in the first half really coming from forcing those turnovers yeah. high up the pitch, and Michelle Heyman is a lethal finisher, uh, and so that they're well and truly still in the race, as we say, along with Perth, who are of course the best. I'm going to be honest with you. I've made the the pick. Like I'm, I'm locking it in. I am. I'm. Oh, I think Perth are going to make the finals. That's my pick. I think victory are out and Perth are in, and that hurts me. It hurts me a lot. With my non-Melbourne Melbourne bias. Yeah, and I, I think I don't think you'll be the only one who says that. I think yeah. it's a, it's a pretty reasonable take. Perth have looked really, I, really good. It's, it's only because this 
Alex Chidiak, like the loss of Alex Chidiak is so major. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I will say, Betty Goad, sensational on the weekend. Mm. And uh, also trying to see if she'll like to join us on the show. We'll see <laughs> how that so goes. so many guests lined up. Mate, no, we're not even lined up. We're trying. We're <laughs> begging. This is a show we beg, okay? We, not, we do not have the choice to to say uh, yes or no. People, if they want to come on, please come on. <laughs> it's a long-term project to get a guest, isn't yeah, it? Honestly, it's like really. consistent badgering until yes. like the wall eventually until, yeah, caves in. Exactly. Yeah. And, but you know who has decided to join us to today in uh, a play? We really, really did like watching in the NPL Victoria and got rewarded with the MPL Victoria gold medal. And her teammate is also the co-MPL Victoria gold medalist as well. Another player that we really, really enjoy watching play. That's Sophia Sakal. Sophia, thank you for joining us this evening. How are you? No worries. Good, thank you. No, uh, Happy we, to be here. <laughs> we, we appreciate you coming on, Sophia, because we are a podcast that, sure, we're called Radio Dub. But if we, when you see in the small, small fine print, a couple set like letters across, like, you know, just down, you know, when you have to press space bar a few times, it says Forza NPL Victoria. And when we see NPL <laughs> Victoria players doing well, it brings a smile on our faces. And you've certainly been doing really, really well at Perth Glory. How have you settled into life at Perth Glory this season? And have you guys, have you seen you guys a season so far? Yeah, yeah it's good um, at Perth Glory, obviously. Um, this is now my second season um, at Perth. I was on a two-year contract. And I think initially what enticed me to go to Perth was just getting out of my comfort zone and, you know, leaving Melbourne, my family, and just uh, embarking on a new journey that was going to be a new challenge and challenge me in different ways. And that's what, you know, for two years at Perth has done. And it's been a, a, a time where I've grown a lot as a person and a player and um, as a team as well, we've grown a lot. And I think we're really finding our, our form um, in the last few games and it's been really good to see um, everything coming together. It's interesting that you say that, Sophia, because it wasn't too long ago that Bakura and I uh, interviewed your coach, Alex Aparkas, and he's had many interesting things uh, across the course of that. But one of the he things... He said that... he was a fashion icon. I think that was the key. <laughs> that was the key takeaway. <laughs> uh, on, the, on the list of sub points that he made, which, which you know, just so we've taken note of, uh, he, he did talk about... He, he made a similar point about his decision to go to Perth, about wanting to push himself out of a comfort zone, go through a bit of a, a project experience. So uh, I guess I'm picking up on how interesting it is that you, you both share that kind of vision. Is that kind of something that you've experienced at the club, that you all have this kind of shared goal, shared ambition, sh- uh, same story and where you want to end up? Yeah, I think to be honest, everyone that um, Alex also recruited has their own story and um, what they've been through. And I think we've all got that one goal and one vision and we've all been through our own things and through our own adversity. And I think that's what's kind of brought us together. We all have that mentality that, we're kind of always, you know, working hard and trying to achieve things um, out of nothing. And we've built something really special. And every single player that he's picked has that mentality and that vision. And I think that's why um, we end up coming together and doing really well in games and training's been the same. So that's something that also enticed me to go to Perth was Alex's vision that he said from the start what he's trying to build. And that was really something that I was really looking forward to working with Alex and seeing where that goes. So it's been really special. And I mean, from the outside looking in, it, it also looks as if what, what's been built is 
It, it looks like everyone's having a really good time in Perth. It looks like winning it, it, does that to you, Oscar. Yeah. Your skin clears <laughs> up, the water tastes nicer, the sun is shining brighter. Winning does that to you. But, but even when the winning wasn't coming as easily, there was still this like really positive vibe around Perth that felt like it felt like a matter of time before things were going to turn. Everyone was still like believing in the process, trusting in things. Is that is that fair? Is that your experience as well, Sophia? That it's just like are you just having a lot of fun in Perth with Alex and the team? Yeah, 100%. And I think something that Alex always is on to is that we're so far away from everyone. So we're kind of in our own little bubble. But the most important thing like I also touched on before was that the players that he's picked are not just great great footballers but also great people. So that creates a, a culture and environment that makes you want to do better and we all help each other and push each other. And we have that culture that from the oldest player to the youngest, we're all supporting each other and pushing each other every training session. And I think, like you said, that's quite evident when we're playing, we're enjoying ourselves, but also now everything's kind of coming into fruition and we're starting to win games and get results, which is really what we planned on from the beginning, which is really good. No, see, I like to hear that. And I've got a, obviously Oscar was asking a really serious question, but in my mind, while you were talking about Perth and moving away, Something came to my mind. I was like, Melbourne is such a great city. What's in mm. Perth? Like when you move to <laughs> Perth, what are you doing in That's Perth? That's a valid question. <laughs> what are you doing there? Yeah, look, honestly, yeah, I didn't know much about Perth. I'd come once when I was like really young, but I didn't, I didn't know much about the city. But it's very different to Melbourne. You know, Melbourne's uh, packed, busy, very on-the-go lifestyle was when I came to Perth, I was like, wow, this is really chilled. <laughs> it's more beach, cafe lifestyle. But honestly, it complements um, working as a professional footballer really well because it's I go to training and then recovery at the beach for a quick hour and then you're back um, yeah, that training again. So I've been loving it. It's There's a lot to do with regards to beaches. They've got amazing beaches and it's a very different lifestyle to Melbourne. I think that's what I've also liked, a little bit of change of scenery, which has been. I'll, I'll be honest. That sounds great for like the average person. Most people would love that. I can't stand the beach. So honestly, Perth is probably a city I should never go to. Never <laughs> yeah, look, if you're from. not a beach person, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. I'm like, every time somebody speaks about Perth, they're like, oh, the beaches are great. It's great. The sun is shining. It's fantastic. And I'm like, I hate the beach. I cannot swim. I do not want any part of, I don't want any part of, part of Perth. But you know what? I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're loving it. And I'm sure everyone at the moment is loving Perth because... You and Sarah came, both NPL Victoria yes. gold medalists last season. Was there a little yeah. bit of trash talk being like, I should have won it solo? I was the better <laughs> player. Or were you guys like, what's, 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 what's the situation? No, honestly, I think a lot of people have touched on that and, and have asked us that same question. But we've both said that we're actually really glad that we, we got to share it because we're both very, we like to just do our job. And I think we both had very good seasons and it was really fair that we both won it together and... No, we've both we've actually been really stoked for each other. So it was actually very fitting, and especially that we're Perth Glory teammates as well. And it was good that to see that that work can then translate into the W League, which was really good. I always love to ask this question of players who are kind of in that kind of moving between MPL and A League level, which is I, I'd love to know what you know people like you and obviously Sarah Kane. What do you experience as kind of the biggest difference between playing? at MPL level and playing at A-League level in terms of your your life as a professional footballer? You see, I think yeah, the audio um, cut out for a second. Because when you go to W-League, A-League, um, it's a little bit more... Oh, is no, it no, back? No, no, it's back. It's back. You go, go. Oh, 
Okay. Um, yeah, the difference between NPL and um, A-League women's, obviously there's a bit um, of a difference with the professionalism and the way that how many times a week we train and the recovery and the expectations around that. So it is a little bit different in that regard and I think what the club expects of you. But in saying that, I think when we go to NPL, we expect a lot from ourselves and we want to maintain that standard and make sure that we're in good form um, come the next A-League season. But, yeah, it's it's a good stead to then go to A-League. And what has been the – obviously you've been there for two years and last season was so was so close for Perth Glory to make the finals, like just missed out on goal difference. And what's the – what what has been the mindset for you coming into this season? Was it – did you think about, oh, we were so close to finals, we have to make finals this year? Or, or was it just about running the race and seeing where you ended up finishing at the end of the season? Yeah, I think us missing out on finals was really hard for us last season, especially, you know, going into a hub against all those circumstances being so close to finals. Um, I think we kind of – it built a kind of hope within the squad coming to this season. We reached that far with all those going against us, I guess, and we were like, we want to go that one step further this season. But obviously we had a little bit of a slow start, um, which wasn't ideal for us, but now we're just taking one game at a time and really not really worrying about the opposition and just focusing on us and um, really zoning into training and, and our goal as a team. So, yeah, it's we definitely want to take it that step further, but at this moment we're just focusing on ourselves and making sure that each game is our best performance. And speaking of focusing on yourselves, I do just want to go back quickly to the to the Alex Aparkas interview because one question we did ask him was we was Stop it, we asked our interview. Him, People I know, can I see it, it on our socials. We're going to sound it. desperate now, Oscar. We've got to be better than this. Alex Aparkas, <laughs> when asked, when pressed, it, with the, with this cutting edge journalism that we do here at Radio Dub. Uh, <laughs> When pressed on identifying an individual player who, who stood out in his mind perhaps more than any other, and I'm not sure if you've heard this. I don't know how you feel about this, Sophia. I'd love to hear your reaction to him. Yes. And he did say the name Sophia Sakalas. He did suggest... He wasn't wrong to. And well, well he wasn't. And that, we were both very happy that that was the name that he, that he provided us. What's NPL Victoria, I think, was the statement after that. Something, it was something like that. So, you know, we've got the transcript somewhere. We'll, yeah. we'll just double check. Uh, but but what, what's your reaction to hearing something like that from your coach? Yeah, look, that, that means a lot to me. And like I said, Alex um, was watching me and brought me over to Perth. So um, he's someone that I have a lot of respect for. And like I said, I, I believe in his vision. I, I want to add so yeah, he's I, taught me a lot and had a lot of belief in me and has ultimately no you keep sorry, going you guys are just cutting out a little no, bit no no you keep going Sophia you keep going our, our, our side is bad you keep going <laughs> was that the question we, uh, Alex's yeah you keep um, going what he was saying about me so, yeah yeah, yeah, no, I was just saying that, um, yeah, his belief in me and stuff means a lot because obviously I, I made the move for him and he's been, I have a lot of respect for him as a coach and what he's doing it. And at such a young age for him, he's done so well. So to hear that from someone um, like your coach, it, it means a lot. I want to talk about your game a little bit because you're such a intelligent player and, and you move so well with the ball. Sometimes it seems like the ball's just stuck to your feet and you, you, you're really good at linking up with your teammates and, and finding the right pass and... I want to. How did that develop in your game? Is there like a coach or like when you were playing at you know juniors that kind of developed that for you, or was it something that you just had to get bit by bit as you've developed throughout your career in MPL and now in the A League Women's? 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, when I was younger, there wasn't as many women's teams as there is now. So I actually had to play with the boys. And I, I think that's also kind of, it was very a pivotal time in my development because also playing with boys, they, they challenged me a lot and I had to build a mentality and, and be quicker and, and match them in a lot of areas. So I think that's really what um, gave me that cutting edge a little bit as I was growing up. And then um, I also had really good coaches along the way, which helped a lot. But I think training and playing with the boys until I was 13, 14 was, was really important and kind of put me in good stead um, when transitioning into senior women's. So that's where you that's where you got all your techie moves from. How yeah, many people? And also how many people are you juggling. nutmegging? How many people are you nutmegging? Be honest. Though. How many people are you nutmegging? I love a cheeky nutmeg. I love a cheeky <laughs> nutmeg. We also have we also have fines if you get nutmegged at training. So oh, I love that. It's so good. No, I love yeah. that. Who's who, who's who's been nutmegged the most? Who was just like, don't even walk normally. Okay, keep your legs together and hop. I actually couldn't even pick a name now, but there's a few. There's quite a few of those during training. Even if they're just walking, you've got to watch out because that's a two dollar fine right there. Who's how? Who have you got that you were like, oh, that was great? Did you get Alex Parkers? I haven't gotten him yet. I, I'm not gonna lie, I did try though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those that just sticks around when, when there's a team talk, and I'm just going behind people trying to roll it under their legs. So people are on the watch now. <laughs> is is there a particular like? target list like someone who you, who you consistently go to because you feel like you consistently get results with those nutmegs I like going to Demi a lot I feel like she's just not she's always I can always get her easy <laughs> I'd be I'd be so nervous I, I'd be petrified I'd be like I'd be like lying I'd lie on the floor and I'd be like you can't nutmeg me it's not happening I would I would walk with like like a shield around me at mm. all times I would not allow myself to get numb I'm not having that public embarrassment I, I know. In this environment, I would totally be the person that everyone oh, went to. I, I just, 100%. just lose concentration, just start, you know, daydreaming about something else and then bang, get you again, bang, get you again, that kind of thing. So it would be my worst nightmare. Sophie, I'm going to be so honest with you. You could probably nutmeg Oscar 10 times in the space of one minute. That's how easy it would be. I'm going to be so honest. Like you're not in our team, Oscar. You would have had a few fines. <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar, the bank account would not like that. <laughs> I would. Oh, my resources would be would be drying up very quickly. Yeah, no, good thing. Um, Sophie, something we love to talk about here on Radio Dub is uh, we want to talk about music. And uh, in Perth, I'm assuming the is the... Is the Perth music just beachy? Like, what's the what's the what do people listen to in Perth? Like, what's the music like? <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit different to Melbourne. Um, yeah, it is a bit more beachy, coast vibes, that kind of. Yeah, it is a bit. But I actually don't mind. It kind of it suits the setting of Perth. Sophia, don't turn into a Perth person. You're from Melbourne, okay? Remember yeah. that. Remember that in your soul, deep down. Remember that at all times. You're from <laughs> Melbourne, okay? I know. I have to remember that sometimes, especially living here for six months. <laughs> I love your characterizations because of, of Perth is like this. It's a new planet, really. Honestly, like that, it's no a, a new lifestyle, no, a thing. new everything. The only time I've been to Perth in my life was when I was coming from Ghana to Australia. I stopped over in Perth and that was it. That's the only time I've ever been in Perth. And every time I think about Perth and people tell me, oh, the beaches are so nice in Perth. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it is, but I can't swim. So what am I supposed to do when I don't like sand either? Is there anything, Sophia, that you're going to take back to Melbourne from Perth? Are you going to bring us some some information? There's nothing something they could about, bring back. Well, that's my question. I, 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 I'm, I'm for someone who's lived there for for a reasonable period. What, what, what are you going to teach us from your time living in Perth? Honestly, just like the 
the the life that they live is just very chill. Like they just take their time. They're in their own little world, which kind of I think sometimes we kind of forget to do in Melbourne. We're just go, 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 never get a time to just relax, sit back, enjoy like a bit of nature. But, yes, if you're not a beach person, it's a little bit hard to enjoy Perth. Did, but their beaches are amazing. Like I always compare it to Europe. Did you like, just have say? I've been to Greece and I'm like. Sophia, did you just say that Melbourne people are more hardworking than people from Perth? Because I feel like I just heard you say that. Do we want people from Perth yeah, to come honestly, back on this show? I, <laughs> I honestly was at the beach today and it's, what day is it, Thursday? And there was it was packed. I was like, does anyone in Perth work? This is what I'm talking about. Come on. <laughs> We're hard workers here. We, we love we the grind, okay? This is why Sophia's doing so well in Perth, right? Because she loves the grind and she's dominating the... The, the, she's dominating. That's why she's not making everybody a Perth. The, the Melbourne work mentality is being, yeah. Okay. They're lovely people, though. I don't want to. I'm sure. Yeah, they are. No, no. I'm but... sure. I'm sure people from Perth are very, very lovely people. And Perth, <laughs> you, I'm sure you have a lovely city. Um, yes. Just not better than Melbourne, but that's okay. We can't all be as good as Melbourne. Don't worry about it. Most livable city <laughs> in the world for a reason. Well, I, I... Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I do feel diversity of opinion is important, though, in which I say, but but I I do think that's more of a you thing because to say I hate the beach. I feel like that's that's not <laughs> no, like honestly, the that's, common least, opinion. Yeah, it's the least Australian thing to say. I yeah, I think most Australians will say I love the beach. I just can't stand it. I can't. It's so it's too much. What's going on? Why is there sand in my car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Traumatized by those experiences. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Sophia, I want to ask is when you obviously have been at Perth for two seasons now is there been a yeah. player there that's like really surprised you when you got there you're like oh wow you're like way more techie than I thought or like this I want to steal this from your game I want to like really learn this from you yeah um well two seasons obviously we've had a few different players but this um this season our master Antonio has obviously been a new inclusion and I really admire her in training. Like, I sometimes I look at her, I'm like, geez, that's just insane, some of the stuff she does. Like, especially, like, her long balls and just, like, the way she whips a ball. I'm just like, that's crazy. And I just – I'm sometimes just standing there ball watching after training when she's shooting. So, she, some of her, like, techie stuff's insane. And also, like, Tash Rigby's just – her mentality is something that I'm just always in awe of, like, her nonstop relentlessness and just, like, she just goes after every single time. Like, you never see her have an off day or never giving 100%, which is something that I've also – um admired and you know tried to take on four wins in a row now Sophia have you have you got your eye on that on that finals that last final spot you, you you're thinking about sneaking in there this time around yeah look I think that's what we're all we're all hoping for but like I said we're kind of just taking one game at a time and we kind of know that it's it could be a little bit overwhelming and a lot of pressure to think too far ahead so we're kind of just taking one game at a time and at the moment that's been working really well for us so we're just focusing on our performances, but we're definitely that's the goal we wanna we wanna reach. So hopefully in a few weeks time, you know, it's looking a bit more more likely. <laughs> I, I I I hope you guys continue to play well because I really want the final few weeks of the competition to be just as entertaining as it was last season. Obviously it didn't end up the way you guys would have wanted, but I really want the final weeks to be like who is gonna make the top four because I think it's a very, very close with the games in hand that you guys have. But I wanna go back to last week's game. Yeah. Hannah Lowry. Yeah. That Olympico, yeah. have you seen her do it in training or was it a fluke? Be honest with us. Nah, no fluke, no fluke. <laughs> I actually thought a lot of people have said they were easy goals and I thought they were very challenging, especially sometimes you don't realise under pressure in games, um, even like the first slip up from the key, but to be composed and, and weight the ball like perfectly, it's it's actually hard in game pressure. So hats off to her and I told her in training as well. <laughs> but yeah, no fluke there. I, I like that. I could never... I, th- I think that, like, 
I, I just don't think I would be like, I don't know if I would be brave enough to take that. Because if it doesn't work, it's just kind of like what a wasted opportunity. Mm. But she like, she looked very confident. She was like, she looked like she knew she was going to score that. Yeah, and she's always very calm. I admire that. Just very calm yeah, at her own pace and always just executes everything, which I think that was a testament to that. And well, later in the game, Sophia, we saw you taking some shots from range, hitting the crossbar, I think twice it was in the end. You came very close to scoring some cracking goals. Were you were you looking to kind of outshine Hannah Lowry in that instance? Were you like, they you're not taking the headlines? They compete with each other at Perth. What are you trying to it's cause me? conflict for us? <laughs> Stop it. Nah, we work as a team. It would have been 4-0 if I ended up getting those two. But nah, it's good. It's, it's good having players like her as well. Like I enjoy playing with her in the midfield and it's actually more exciting when, when everyone's in form. And I think that's something that Alex also said recently, that individually we're all kind of performing at, at one of our best and we're reaching a form individually, which is also helping the team collectively. So, um, yeah, it would have been nice to get some of those goals, but ultimately our team won, so that's what I'm happy about. I see, I like that. I like that. You see, Sophia seems like a person who's super competitive. Now I want to ask Sophia, <laughs> if you're playing card games, how competitive are you? Because I was speaking to Amy Chinema just before and I was telling her, yeah. I was like... I'm all about when we're playing card games, I need you to be super competitive as well because I need to know that I've beaten you at your best and you know that I'm just better than you. Mm. What's your mentality when you're playing like card games like Uno or stuff like that? What's, how, how are you going about it? Yeah, look, I think Alana can attest to this, but um, I'm very competitive. We play Monopoly deal nearly every week because I live with her. And she definitely has a video of me just losing it when I when I lost one of the games because I just thought it was so unfair. So I'm very competitive. And I'm like you. Yeah, I'm like, you need to give me your best because when I win, it has to be satisfying. This is what I'm talking about. We need this competitive edge because what, why do yes. I want to beat you when you're, when you're just like, oh, I don't care? What, what, what's the point yeah. in that? I need to showboat when you were like showboating as well. I need to – come on, Oscar. Agreed. Oscar, obviously you would lose, but don't worry about it, man. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, no, but I, I, I just wanted to pick up on though, but does that mean that like in, in your living situation with you and Alana, are, are you able to turn off the, the competitive juices at times or is just everything that you're doing, you're constantly competing, trying you to one-up each other? can wash the dishes quicker. Yeah, who's, cook the better dinner. <laughs> yeah. you know, who's, who's making yeah, their we'll, bed quicker? Fold the washing better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of competitiveness, but we actually have like a tally of, a few games that we like tally to see who's going to win at the end. But no, we actually have a good balance. Like we, we have our chill time. Then we have, you know, our card games if we want to spice things up a bit. So it's a good balance and we, we're getting along really well, which is good. And having someone from Melbourne as well has been really great. So is, sorry, a quick question is, I just want to ask a quick thing about the, is the, there's your voicemail just, is it just the Forza NPL Victoria theme song? And is your address Forza NPL Victoria Street, one street? I don't know how that w- makes sense, but it was something. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was this for? The... Is, is your, is your, is the like, is your address Forza One Forza One MPL <laughs> Victoria Street? I don't know. I can't put the street in the trying to work. Yeah, Vic represent always. <laughs> but I, I just want to go back to the tally thing. What else is on the tally of of, of things that you're competing in? I actually forgot now because we've just been so stuck on Monopoly. Oh, we're playing Speed, like the card game Speed. Yeah, that gets really feisty. <laughs> um, and then we had some other ones. I think it was. One t- where we play like two touch at training, so whoever loses that, and um, like soccer tennis, we have all those. So we're, we're the tally's getting quite big, and I think we said some we're going to owe someone some okay. the win or something at the end. Nice, nice. No, I like that. I like this. I, I love competitiveness. And uh, who's the better trash talker, you or Alana? 
who's the better trash talker? Ooh, like on the pitch or? Yeah, on the pitch or, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing like card games. I, it depends on the moment, but no, we're pretty, we're pretty equal. We can both get quite fired up. I like that. I like that. I just want to. I just want to know that everybody is is competing, okay? Because I don't like these soft games. That's enough, okay? I'm I think we we need a. I think you need to join in on one of our monopoly I, I deal games. I think I do. I think we'll I do. Do a virtual monopoly <laughs> deal game. Absolutely. But uh, Sophia, we really appreciate you joining us tonight on uh, Radio Dub and. Good luck for the rest of the season. You guys are on an amazing run so far and I hope it continues for you guys and Forza NPL Victoria is all I've got to say. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for your support as well. <laughs> Appreciate it. Have a nice night. And uh, we'll head to a quick break and then when we come back, we'll just talk a little bit quickly about some of the games that it was because we were talking about it before but we didn't get to go through just some of them. So we'll go through some of them and then uh, we'll be right back. Are you looking to change your destiny in life? Be your own boss? Start your own business? If you are, you need people who understand your needs and are committed to helping you make it happen. At DKP and Co Chartered Accountants, we are more than just accountants. We are business advisors, taxation consultants, and strategists that specialize in setting up businesses. We understand the client and give them the very best customized advice and strategies to achieve their goals. Visit our website, dkpco.com.au, or give us a call today on 03 9023 Fast, proactive, personal. That's DKP and Co. Chartered Accountants. Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport FNR. That's gis.sport slash FNR. Since 1998, Lanco Group has been providing superior civil engineering solutions and advice to developers, local government and service authorities across Australia. Lanco Group is known for delivering sustainable, efficient solutions. By working closely with clients, Lanco Group is able to meet the complex infrastructure requirements for residential, commercial and industrial developments on time, on budget. Find out more at lancogroup.com.au. Lanco Group, your business partner for engineering solutions. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! Uh, we're back for the final time tonight. Radio Dub, Oscar wasn't here the first time we came in. The Naomi Chinema interview. He does own Naomi Chinema an apology, in my opinion. I think that's only fair because how dare you disrespect her like that? Naomi Chinema, I would like to issue my sincerest and, and most deepest held apologies for not being here to have the privilege to talk to you. Um, right. I listened to what I could and you sounded 
excellent. You sounded very cool. You had some very great insights and I, and I enjoyed that. And I can only apologize that I wasn't part of that experience. Exactly. That's that's right. We're just going to clip that up and make sure we put that on the FNL socials. Is that, that's is that gonna, good enough? Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it'll be constantly permanent. But, uh, <laughs> Play that out of context yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> um, but there were some other fixtures. We did talk about Canberra and Western United, but we didn't get to finish. You, you said you had a point about Western Sydney. Western you? Sydney, yeah. yeah. I, I did just uh, – look, I, I've, I've said lots of good things about Western Sydney over the course of the last few months. I think, uh, I think it's worth remembering – where Western Sydney were when Cat Smith took over and where yes. they are now. I think another there's no Another Forza doubt, MPL Victoria. Another Forza MPL Victoria, which may or may not be clouding my, my judgment. But, but I, I think it's important to, to remember that progress. And I think that, you know, look, they lost 3-0 to Canberra on the weekend. Watch out for Western Sydney next season yeah. is all I'm going to say. I, I, th- I think that they've, they've got room for growth and I think they could be a team that really makes a mark next time around. Well, I think you'll be... It's going to be a lot dependent on their the plays they get they get in. That's very true. That's really really important. And but I do like what she's built because they they seem more confident and they seem more dangerous going forward. Whereas last year they had Briley Henry, but they didn't have the system per se that maybe allowed her to be at her best. And I just don't think I, I think the the circumstances for last year just wasn't the best for Western Sydney. But I think they they're moving into the right the right progress like the right stages for this group and I just want to see the players develop that's all I'm about in this competition seeing the players develop and become the best version of themselves but you know a player that is being sensational that's Beatty Goat mm. I, I know I mentioned her before but she played out wide for in that game against Adelaide and, and I, I do think the victory probably should have won that game the, oh, and the balance of play I think they were the better side but I think Adelaide did well defensively to to shut down and, and kind of leave victory with not as many opportunities as uh, clear-cut opportunities they, they would have liked. But Biddy Goat out wide was really, really good. And we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when Lockie was here in terms of her potentially playing in the midfield. And I think I'm fully into that idea. Like, I really think that – I'm a massive fan of Alina Murphy. I think she's such an incredible player. But I think you can play a midfield in which Elise Kellen Knight, Alana Murphy – and Beatty go to playing to to give victory more because I think they are going to need to score. I think going forward is the issue for them now as opposed to defensively. And so, sorry, is that Alana Murphy playing deeper with Elise Keller Knight yeah. and, and Beatty go? And then who are your wingers in this situation? Leah Privatelli and uh, Catherine Zimmerman with Melina Rez playing the middle or whichever way you want to do Zimmerman and Rez. Yeah, or if you want to play two up front or mm. whatever you want to do. But I think that Beatty go playing in the middle, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, look, I think, uh, I mean, there's no disputing that BD Goat's been sensational this season. I think there's still a, a lot to be seen about how Jeff Hopkins wants to approach this in the post-Alex Chidiak era, whether that means a, a revamp of the game style or whether he's just trying to kind of fill the hole that's left behind. We don't really have the answer to that yet. Uh, the, the game on Sunday was was crazy. It was so much excitement. It was really fun. It was good to see Adelaide a bit more competitive than we probably have for the last few weeks but yeah no there was there was there was a lot to take out from it and and I think we're still going to learn a lot more about victory they're obviously not playing this weekend but for the rest of the season whether they can cling on to that top four spot and and how they adjust or or evolve yeah absolutely and the other Sydney Sydney beat Wellington 1-0 seemed pretty comfortable for them in the end and uh Sydney, I, they do have the games in game in hand. I guess I think over Western United at the at the minute, so they could two two games in hand. So I think it, the math is if they were to win both games. Oh no, 
Western United with their goal difference, it looks like, could oh, stay yeah, depends the, on the margin, margin of yeah. the goal difference. So that race for uh, the Premiership is mm. uh, is on. And I, we know we're speaking to, um, oh, my goodness, Charlotte McLean. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Charlotte McLean, who we did speak to. You can check that interview out on Spotify and everything else. Um, they spoke about how the Premiership, no one's ever done that, um, winning it three times in a row. So that would be... Interesting, and with Western United, uh, first times in the league, first if they could potentially win Premiership, how incredible would that be? And Sydney FC, Western United this weekend, yeah. Sunday. It's huge. It's massive. It's it's arguably going to determine the, the Premiership. Of, yeah, it's going to be the biggest game of the weekend. I mean, if Western United win, then you could just about wrap it up, really, for, for yeah. Mark Tulkazo's side. You can, you know, you, you're probably ready to say that they're going to win. They're going to win the Premiership in yes, their first absolutely. ever season. Absolutely, absolutely. So and it would be it'd, be it'd be an incredible achievement and feel like another I think we could say well it's it's the definitive proof of the MPL Victoria's superiority not, really isn't it it's not I feel like people are listening to this being like get over it Victoria <laughs> we get it but honestly the dominance this season has been electric I did just also want to make a slight point on Wellington Phoenix just uh you know a team who I think on the whole have had a pretty disappointing season. I think that against Sydney we but I saw... I think they've grown. I will say I think they've grown. And I think against Sydney we saw a bit more of what we became used to last season. They were they were coherent. They were solid at the back. And they made it really hard for Sydney to kind of play through. We saw Wellington... I think they they thought that they had the lead just before half time because of this wonderful move, uh, which was eventually ruled out for offside. But you know that goal stands, and all of a sudden you've got this really different game, and they're and they're causing yeah. a lot of strife for Sydney FC. So I think I think it was a, a better performance from Wellington, and there were some positive signs to yeah. take out of that game. I think when you look at a side like Wellington, development is really key, and but they also don't want to get stuck in a phase of constantly being like, oh, next season they'll develop, next season they they. They kind of need a spark. And uh, it's either a player, like obviously last season they had a Grace Jale who was fantastic and is such an incredible player. And they do have some really, really talented players at Wellington, but they almost need a spark. I don't know if it's a coaching change they need or if it's a, a player who just brings something totally different. And obviously they've got access to better access to the New Zealand players and things like that. But I just want to see them take a bigger step next season than what I've seen so far this season. I do think they have improved, but I want to see even a bigger step from them. Although it's worth remembering that, of course, we've had two different coaches in yes, the two exactly. seasons. So perhaps if if we see a coach given a longer period of time, perhaps we'll see some of yeah. those longer-term results. But it, there is still so much unknown with, with, with Wellington and, and how much kind of investment is is there for the squad to, to take those steps. Yeah, and uh, did we, spoke, we spoke about the Perth Glory uh, 2-0 win over Brisbane Roar with Sophia Sakalas and Western United had a gigantic win over the Newcastle Jets over the weekend and that was, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty and uh, I, if you've listened to Radio W, you know at the start of the season I was really hot on Newcastle because I thought that they're going forward, they were so, so dynamic and they had such great plays and they were, they were doing a lot of wonderful things going forward but defensively they've always been shaking and have leaked in a lot of goals and it's sad that throughout the season they, they kind of haven't found any they haven't found a fix for it they they've they've tried different things but it just doesn't seem to ever really work for them but um Western United getting that 6-0 win I, I just want to know what goes next for Newcastle what's next Look, it's it's an inevitability of having under-resourced sides in this kind of in any competition, but that's unfortunately particularly prominent 
in the A-League Women's. We, we saw Ash Wilson stepping away, not necessarily due to just footballing reasons, yeah. but, but due to off-the-field off things as well. And just, I mean, Newcastle as a club across the men's and women's competition obviously isn't as well-resourced as other teams, and, and the women's team suffers the greater consequences of that. Yeah. And, and so I think that that will continue to be a, a problem for Newcastle. It's, it's almost inevitable, and... Uh, I suppose at this point in time and with the current state of play and, and, and the landscape, the, the, the best we can hope for is that the good times are really good and that we have those kind of bright sparks from Newcastle, which we have seen this season. It's just a shame that there isn't the the infrastructure to kind of support a more sustained yeah, push and development. And, I, and I, I'm interested to see with the likes of Central Coast Mariners coming in, the mm. state of New South Wales is very, very clustered for the talent and obviously with Sydney FC being such a big club and even Western Sydney Wanderers being, you know, they are a big club, maybe not less so in women's football, but they are they are a big name. And the fight for these players and Canberra as well, obviously, um, what oh, – Canberra's in a different state. What am I talking about? Yeah. Different territory. <laughs> Why am I forgetting like second grade <laughs> geography? What is going on? But, yeah, but obviously, you know what I mean. Like the fight for those players, what is going to – how are they going to develop this talent and how are they going to get better? That's a real big question. But congrats to, to Emily Husband appointed the, the inaugural coach, or well, the, the new inaugural coach of, of Central Coast. I think that's uh, it's good to see an experienced person and, uh, of course, another woman in, in coaching as well, which is really important considering the current balance that exists Absolutely. in the competition. Absolutely. And I think that's a really nice place to leave off this show. And, uh, Oscar, thank you for joining me. Eventually, eventually. yeah. Eventually. And thank you, everybody, for who are listening, and thank you for whoever's listening on the podcast. I hope you're having a great day. But, uh, (laughs) hey, you see how nice that was? You see how nice it was? Very very cordial. But then you came in with that little snarky remark, what's wrong with you? Why are you like this? (laughs) Be better. (laughs) But, yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I've been Pekul Frenbong. That's Oscar Rutherford. Have a nice weekend or whatever you're having. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him up, 1-0!